This one goes out to all you mamas out there. This interview really spotlights some of the struggles of being a mother and being a belly dancer. We recorded it way before coronavirus, and I waited to release it around Mother's Day to make it really special. So that's why we don't talk about coronavirus at all, and why the guest Zobeda has a fun workshop coming up. I apologize for the quality of the recording. She had her kids chasing her through the house and was going to different rooms to get better reception. The sound quality is not great, but what Zobeda says is really a gift to all of us who have moms, are moms, want to be moms, respect moms. So please enjoy. This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Zobeda Gatas is a fabulous dancer based in New York City. And her beautiful name and her heritage is Arabic and also Russian. She has studied with Anahid Sofian in Morocco and started dancing when she was only 7 years old. Zobeda started working as a professional belly dancer at the age of 15 in clubs and restaurants. Zobeda has been teaching since she was 16. She actually put on belly dance showcases when she was still in high school. Do you have family that danced? I see you have an Arabic background. No, I don't have anybody else who dances except my daughter now. She says she wants to be a belly dancer when she grows up. I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty sure she's only doing it because she wants the sparkly costumes, but we're going to continue her training and continue the legacy. And so hopefully she'll be able to avoid a lot of the mistakes that I did when I first started out in the business and hopefully she'll have a more solid foundation in the gig world than I did when I started. My father is Palestinian, and so I grew up just always having Arabic music playing in the house. Like, he'd start his mornings with Mkutum and Feruz and Warda. So it was just always Arabic music. My favorite tape when I was six was Sammy Clark, a Lebanese singer who was totally disco-Arab pop. You look at some of his videos and it's totally 70s. His was my favorite tape when I was growing up. So it's always been a part of my life. You grew up with great music in the house. Yes. Danceable Ritual. So in each episode, I have a danceable ritual. And that could be you're shimmying while you wash your hair. It could be you do shoulder shimmies while you're driving and you see a sign that says shoulder work. Just random times in life where it's not a dance context, but you feel like dancing and you add dance in. Do you have anything like that? I really gave this question some thought and I realized I have absolutely zero ritual because life with three children is just that chaotic. So the only thing that I think of is that I have kids songs playing on the cartoons, on anything. And sometimes I'll just dance along to like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Pop Goes the Weasel. And you know, I'll do a pop and lock and to Pop Goes the Weasel. So that's as dance ritually as I can get. Basically, my one suggestion would be to just dance whenever and wherever. I actually started 100 Days of Dance as a Facebook group to get people dancing more and becoming more engaged with dancing outside of a studio. So some of our daily dance practices included write your name using dance. Another one was go out in nature, listen to the sounds of nature and dance to the sounds of nature. 
just trying to find dance in every single thing and every single day. That's the exact essence of the danceable ritual. You just nailed it. Because so many people have kids and feel like there's no space in their life for ritual. Survival is more what you're thinking about at most points. But you got it in there still. That's very cool. If you have a danceable ritual you want to share, please visit aliciafree.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A free F-R-E-E and click on the Facebook icon and post your ritual. We want to see who you are and what makes you want to dance. And if you tried one of these danceable rituals, tell us how it went. Go to aliciafree.com, click on that Facebook icon and post. You look so natural and authentic when you're dancing Turkish Roma style. Do you have any tips for that? Get out of your head. Generally, when you're dancing, it's a social dance. You don't have an authentic dance training to dance socially, especially Turkish Roma. You dance from the heart. You dance to have fun. You dance because there's joy around you, because the music inspires you. You don't dance because the steps say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and papa. You dance because music moves you. And if you mess up, nobody cares. I don't overthink when I'm doing Turkish Roma, especially when there's a live band, the music is there, just have fun. Just get out of your head. Not forget the steps that you learned, but don't overthink the steps that you learned and just let it come out. Now with learning the steps though in the studio first, that's what a lot of us do is learn them first in the studio. Then what do you do? Do you practice them a lot? Do you go into video world and see what's going on in the real social dance world? What do you think is the next step? Next step, I would say just put on as many 9-8 songs as you can, blast them really loud, feel the beat in your chest, and just go. This is a tough one because it's just always been in me. Having started dance when I was seven, I just learned things and I didn't think about them. So in a way, that's also really hard for me to teach beginners because I have to break down steps that I've been doing for 20 years that come automatically. So for Turkish Roma, I would just say blast the music and start with a slow 9-8 so that you feel the 9-8 and you get the steps and then speed it up, find a little faster 9-8, then find a really fast 9-8 and just go with it. That's the thing about dance. You're not going to ever get better if don't practice. Now, whether you practice in the privacy of your own room or at a hofla or jamming out with musicians, if you're learning a 9-8 and you don't get up when the band is playing a 9-8, you're never going to get better. <laughs> That's great. Also, so many dancers never let go, especially with a 9-8. You have to let go. Be loose. One of the best videos I've seen of just pure joy, Roma 9-8. There's a video of a guy dancing on the highway and he picks up a shoe. You know what video I'm talking about? Yep, yep. I've been tagged in that multiple times. It's pure joy. In that video, it's letting go. It's so obvious in that. He has no inhibitions at that moment. <laughs> no, not when you're dancing by the side of the road with a shoe. Nope, there are zero given. <laughs> It's all about being free, being in the moment, and having a good time. And even if your steps are not correct, the feeling has to be there. The feeling is what it's all about. So pick up a shoe, dance by the side of the road, and 
you're so moved, or, you know, pick up a hip scarf and practice in your living room, whichever. Nice. With 9-8, I first learned choreography and it never felt quite right to me. I was really happy that it was being preserved and presented to me, carried on, but I never felt that I was truly in it. I wanted to be in it, but I think part of it was that I was doing choreography. I keep thinking I need to nail this choreography in order to then nail it. As dancers, we learn choreographies and that is one tool we have in our arsenal to learn a dance that is not necessarily our own. Because I'm not Turkish Roma, I just feel it. I don't dance it the way a Turkish Roma person would dance it. So with the choreography, you're trying to keep on beat. You're trying to stay with your dance mates. If you're going to practice a choreography, you have to add character, add your own spice to it, add your own freedom to that choreography. And that will essentially help you to improvise because all it is is a vocabulary that you're learning. And then it's up to you to put your flavor onto it. Beautiful. Your own emphasis, your own emotion onto it, your own accent, if you will, right? Your own personality, really, because... That's really all it is. Your personality is on the stage. There's timid dancers. There's outgoing dancers. The barest you're ever going to be is when you're dancing because there's no faking it. Right. In the U.S., a lot of dancers are very choreography focused and they can't imagine life apart from that choreography. But just saying practice the choreography with your own personality, I think that's really, really helpful for people. I think in a lot of belly dance today, everything is very much choreography based. But I was raised on a generation of completely improv dancers where in one band you could have an Armenian guy, a Greek guy, a Syrian guy, an Egyptian, and the drummer was Israeli. It could have been any combination of nationalities playing and you never knew what you were going to get. So for me, everything is all about improv and being in the moment and feeling that moment. So you could be having a crap day, and I'm not saying your dancing is going to be crap, but the crap day is going to come out, whether it's going to be released, whether you're going to be a little bit more somber in how you dance. If you're having a fantastic time, you're at a festival, the vibe is great, the music is awesome, you're going to have that much more fun jamming out to improv. And just complete my thought, there's a point of improv where you just let go. Let go of everything you're thinking about and you are completely in the moment. Now in a choreography, you're always going to be inside your head. You're always gonna be thinking, what's the next move? Even if you've rehearsed it 27 times, you're always going to be, what's my next move? What's my next move? And with improv, everything just flows completely naturally. And that's a really important aspect of our dance since throughout the ages, it's always been an improvised dance and only in its entrance to the 20th century, really, with the advent of film companies, troops, has there been more emphasis on choreography. But improv is where it's at. And I firmly believe that every dancer should know movement so naturally that it just flows. And that's when you get true art because you express yourself in the moment. I interviewed your friend Johanna Zenobia in episodes 26 and 27. And she was saying that too, that the beauty is in the moment and being in the moment. I firmly believe that. And having studied with so many people who emphasized improv, that's just stayed with me throughout my whole entire career, which is now 20 years. Nice. Danceable song. Do you have a danceable song that you would like to share? I do have a song that will always 
get me up out of my seat, which is Allah Alik by Ikhab Tawfiq. It's been one of my favorite songs pretty much since it came out. It's got a great beat. It's uplifting. It's fun to dance to. It's very Egyptian. It's always fun. <laughs> This is a fun song that I hadn't heard before. And the chorus is really catchy. And it has Saidi in the chorus. Doom tech, doom doom, gadek deka doom tech, doom doom. With that double doom in the center. Saidi has the double doom in the center. And the words are cool. Alalik yaside, elbek tefide. Well done, my master. Your heart melted in my hand. He says, Your love is not normal. There's hiding and there's passion and all the good stuff. I'll post a karaoke style video of the song in the show notes so you can actually sing along if you like. And then if you're going to go with a 9-8. Oh, yeah. Always a good bet. Rompy? Yeah, I featured that one in another show. Our band plays that song too and I love it. It's so much fun. And it's predictable enough for a novice. However, there's layers to get into and it's just super fun. So Rompy, Rompy, any version you can find will be good to do a 9-8 with. It's not the most authentic Turkish Roma song, but it has entered the belly dance lexicon. A lot of the shows in the 1970s and 80s and 90s closed with Rompy, Rompy or another 9-8 of that caliber. So that was the way you ended a five-part set. That's the way we end a lot of our shows, too. I didn't even realize that. (laughs) We're being vintage! (laughs) It's a 9-8. You just... Go. <laughs> Wonderful. I was in a band with Harold Hagopian, the son of Richard Hagopian, who was the Armenian-American boot player that made it really famous in the U.S. You've probably heard the recording, but it was fun to band with the Hagopians. The featured songs will always be available on Spotify on my Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist. Follow my playlist, listen for free, and dancing will become even easier with hundreds of diverse belly danceable songs, all curated for you and all on one list right at your fingertips. Just click on that Spotify icon on the top of aliciafree.com and it will take you right there. Let's do some dancing. Damn sexy dance move. Do you have a damn sexy dance move that you'd like to share? I do. This is something that I learned from Anahit Sofian, who is legit the queen of floor work. So this is a knee crawl that you do while you're in flat back. I don't know what it is. There's something about it that is just so... So you're in flat back. Your arms are up above your head. The goal in this is to let your upper body be very, very loose. And as you're in flat back, your upper half counterbalances what your lower half is doing. So you're in flat back and you start walking with your knees. So you're essentially crawling across the stage in flat back. So flat back means your head is against the ground, your whole up to your butt is against the ground. And you're on your knees. So essentially you're in the end of a Turkish drop. Uh huh. You're inching across the floor in flat back. I swear to God, it is one of my favorite moves to do when you have a beautiful, big, clean stage. It's fun and it's unexpected. It's not your usual floor work move, but I think essentially any kind of floor work is sexy. Any kind of floor work. I'll put a link to a video of this move in the show notes, and I keep adding helpful free dance videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe, and the moves will keep coming. Zubeda, I just had a memory of you at Super Fun Dance Camp. 
under a limbo uh-huh. stick with your hair all over the floor. Were you doing that move to go under the limbo stick? Under the limbo stick. That's the move I was doing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's totally going for it on this floor. You just went under that stick. Yes. I wish I'd filmed it. <laughs> Essentially, any kind of floor work is fun. Like when you do anything coming from flat back into like a figure eight while lying on the floor. And there's just something about connecting to the music, for example, in a shift to telly, whether you're listening to the clarinet, it can be a nice long clarinet note and you ooze with that clarinet or you're on the floor and you're shimmying because the oud is trilling. So anything floor work related is right up my sexy alley. And it is such a treat when you have a place where that can work out, where people can see you if you're elevated and the floor isn't full of glass and beer and it's special it's no fun doing floor work on somebody's spilled mixed drink (laughs) that's a good segue into a vegan whole food ingredient that you love featured light in my body food i'm gonna highlight koshari which it's koshari in egypt or jadra in palestine it is basically rice and lentils, which together combined make a whole protein and a whole nutritionally balanced meal. So in Palestine, basically, mjadra is just rice, lentils, and perhaps some fried onions. In Egypt, koshari is rice, lentils, a thin vermicelli noodle that is kind of like fried and then put into the dish. Then it's like tubatini, the pasta on top. Then it's tomato sauce that goes on top of it spiced and vinegary then it's vinegar and or lemon juice that goes on top of it and then the fried onions so in egypt koshari is a bigger production jadra is pretty much just rice and lentils with some fried onions and that's the way i grew up eating it jadra great food even kids eat it it's quick easy throw it all in a pot and you have a meal that's good for a couple of days if you make a lot of it what kind of lentils do you like to use the little flat brown ones oh that's the other difference between egyptian style and palestinian style is that the palestinians use the bigger broader lentils and egyptians use the smaller brown lentils use whatever lentils you have in your kitchen cupboard i love lentils Uh (laughs) they're very underappreciated they're really filling and you can make a lot of stuff with them let's play dress up make you shine costume tip what is a costume tip that you'd like to share? Hands down, I will have to say, have an assortment of safety pins. Always. People who know me know I hate sewing hooks and everything I own is on safety pins. I will safety pin everything because I never sew on hooks. Safety pins. Big ones, little ones, medium-sized ones, strong ones, flimsy ones. You need to have a ton of safety pins in your gig bag. Because I have also had mishaps where safety pins are your friend. Your very good friend. Holding you together. (laughs) Great. Feel good. Look good habit. Do you have a feel good, look good habit that you'd like to share? Feel good, look good. That's a tough one because I never feel good and I never look good (laughs) unless I'm getting ready for a show. Kate, it's try to shake off as many children as you can while you're putting on your makeup and then get your butt out the door. I mean, I have literally gotten dressed and ready for a gig while giving my kids a bath. 
I have been gig ready, in costume, ready to go out the door, and then my daughter was like, she needed to nurse. So there I'm sitting in my costume, on my couch, full gig attire, praying she doesn't spit up on me. Dance as much as you can, because dance will always make you feel good, dance will always make you look good. I always feel my best when I'm dancing, otherwise I'm a hot mess. That's really all I can offer. Once I have eyeliner on, I feel good, and it's gig time. I get ready with my kid putting all my jewelry on too, and I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> but he wants to wear all my jewelry, so I <laughs> I always have a decoy veil out when I'm getting ready, because my youngest will pick up the veil that I need to take to the gig and dance around and get yogurt on it. So I have a decoy, and I'm like, oh, look at how pretty my veil is. Oh, I want to use it, I want to use it. Okay, here you go. Get all the yogurt you want on there. So yeah, so much for ritual. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be very mom-focused. Is that cool with you? That's absolutely fine because essentially that is who I am. I've danced through all of my pregnancies. I've gone to gigs with a kid in tow, having to have like a friend sit in the car while I go do my gig. I've had some gigs where I need to bring my kids. They're like, okay, great. I'm very much a dancing mom. I also have a blog that I keep meaning to devote some time to, which is Belly Dancing Mama. I have a Facebook page up about it, but I, of course I haven't posted anything to it in like three years. Cause you know, I have three kids, but it's really just about momming hard and trying to find time for dance in between because I feel like my whole identity is a dancer like mom is like a shirt I put on to cover up the dancer inside I can't wait to shake the kids off and go dance but momming takes up a lot of time and you always need to find time for yourself to dance to refocus that energy on you because as moms we give out so much of our energy to our tiny people it's really important to take some time back for ourselves whether it's doing pop and lock during mickey mouse clubhouse or pop goes the weasel is really good for accents you know pop goes the weasel everybody knows the song so yes mom heavy that's fine cool this is beautiful tell us something exciting that you have coming up in your dance life In my dance life, I have a couple of workshops coming up. I'm teaching the Gooey Shifty at this fantastic little festival in Vermont called Shimmyathon. And it's the 10th anniversary and Amity is doing all live music in the classes. So that's really, really going to be fun. And I'm teaching the Gooey Shifty and it's going to be all about connecting to the specific instrument for the length of the note, which is something that I talked about earlier. Coming up, I also have a ballet for belly dancers workshop. Ballet was a part of my life for a really long time and I think it's important that people not cross train but have some fundamentals of ballet to clean up lines. Ballet is the foundation for so many types of dance. While it might not be the foundation for belly dance, it's still very helpful in belly dance. So I fused my ballet knowledge, my belly dance knowledge, and the experiences of both art forms to create a very unique workshop. So that's something I'm looking forward to. And each time I teach this course, it develops into something different. And while the essentials remain the same, there's layers that I always add on to it. And I myself learn something each time I teach this course. Nice. So really fun workshops, very creative workshops. All live music festival. That's so good. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite little festivals. Everybody is just so wonderful. And Amity really tries to put together a great 
instructors and she always does a really wonderful job and I'm really happy to be a part of it again. Nice. And how would people find you online? Everything I do is really through Facebook because I'm so professional. 20 years in the business, I still don't have a website. (laughs) Find me on Facebook. You can friend me or follow Zobeda Belly Dancer NYC or Esme's Closet also on Facebook. Esme's Closet, it's spelled E-S-M-E with an apostrophe S. Yeah. And so Beta's name is spelled Z-O and then B-E-I-D-A. So it's Zo B-E-I-D-A. Zobeda. Yeah. All right. Great. The story of Esme's Closet is that it's actually named after my cat who would hide inside my closet and knock all my belly dance stuff off of my shelf to sleep up there. So when I started the business, it just felt only appropriate to name it after my cat Esme. People sometimes ask, oh, are you Esme? I'm like, haha, I wish I had that life. But no, that is my cat. Slept, ate, and purred. Well, Zobeda, I want to thank you so much for being a wonderful guest, even in the midst of the chaos of life. Thank you so much for making time to share what you've learned with our listeners and your wisdom as a mom and an unstoppable dancer. It's really wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was my pleasure. Thanks. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on aliciafree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.